Thank you, Lord. We give you the glory. We give you honor. Shall we all stand in Jesus' name? As we are reading the word of God. Yeah, first and foremost, may I take this opportunity to appreciate the bishop who is not with us. Uh, and uh, for according me this uh, uh, opportunity to stand. And I also recognize the presence of the minister who is behind us. Brother Luvila. A minister Luvila. He's a great man. And I also take this opportunity to also to appreciate my wife. For being there for me all the time. And I also appreciate the church. For your support. Through and through. May the Lord richly bless you. Amen. Amen. And I also welcome the visitors. Those that are here for the very first time. That the Lord is going to minister to us in a spiritual way. It is my prayer that I don't take too much time. Uh, so be attentive. And to those that are watching us online. We welcome you. Amen. Amen. Uh, let's read the book of 1 Samuel chapter 1 and verse 9. First Samuel chapter 1 and verse 9. The So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh. And after they had drunk, now early the priest sat upon, uh, sat upon a seat by a post of the temple of and she was in bitterness of soul. And prayed unto the Lord and wept so. Verse 11. And she vowed a vow unto the Lord and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou would indeed took on the affliction of thy handmaid, and remember me. And thy handmaid. But will give unto thine handmaid a man child. Unto the Lord all the days of his life. And there shall be no razor come upon his head. Verse 12. And it came to pass as he continued praying before the Lord that Eli marked her mouth. Underline that one. Now Hannah had spoken in her heart, only her lips moved. But her voice was not heard. Therefore, Eli thought she had been drunken. Hannah only prayed. She cried to the Lord. 
but only her mouth moved and the voice never came out. We may take our seats. When I was coming, I met my good brother. We've been together for a long time. I've been seeing him for a long time. Brother Mike Mulemena. And he told me something that actually confirmed what I'm going to talk about today. He didn't know what he was talking about. But uh, the moment he said it, it really touched me. And I said, this is what I'm talking about at church. He was saying, during his time, when he was a steward school, it wasn't an easy ride or it wasn't an easy journey. And he said at times he could go to school full of areas. And he said something to say at times I could have exams tomorrow but instead of studying I will just stay throughout the night crying. Because he didn't know where the man is going to come from. And I've been seeing this brother and I thought everything was smooth. Until today. He said, instead of studying, I kept on crying the whole night. And I've entitled the message today A Silent Cry. A Silent Cry. I don't have any special message or any unique message today. But I believe the Lord is, is going to encourage someone we see here today. Amen. Amen. A silent cry. A silent cry. Nobody knows about it. Nobody will understand it. Nobody carries the pain apart from the person who is in it. Hannah had a husband who loved her. Hannah had a place to call home. Hannah had a good environment and a praying husband. A man who could go and sacrifice and pray to God always. Who wouldn't want such a man? In a normal sense, Hannah was supposed to be happy all the time. But Hannah had a silent cry. A cry that nobody could hear it. Nobody could understand it. But only her and her God. The Bible tells me that her adversary, the second wife, mocked her because of her predicament. And that made it even worse. She cried every time. 
And when she was crying, the Bible tells me that Eddie looked at her and thought she was drunk because it was a silent cry. Nobody knew what was happening. I believe that the people around that area, the people in the location, they even envied her how the husband treated her. At one time, the husband even went to her and asked her and said, My wife, listen to me. Am I not even worthy more than ten sons? The husband knew that I am I treasure this woman and she knows it. But she's always crying. She's always in the bitterness of soul. Am I not more than ten sons? What haven't I given you? A silent cry. Nobody understands it. We are a generation that has got beautiful pictures. But with a silent cry. Everybody on social media looks so organized. Families on social media have got dinner that they go every day. And and we see that on social media and say, wow. We are a generation with happy pictures but frustrated backgrounds. We are the people that look so organized but so frustrated inside. A silent cry. Living in a mansion but having sleepless nights. Having the husband of your dream but crying all night. A silent cry. Nobody knows about it. Nobody will ever understand it. Nobody knows it, my sister. And if even if you share it with him, he can never feel it. That is your silent cry. Women, they look so beautiful. But in these homes, they have got sleepless nights. Driving the best car in town. But having a sleepless night. 
a silent cry. Everybody envies you. Everybody wishes they were you. Everybody wishes he was married to that one. I wish I was in that family. I wish I had that opportunity. But there is a silent cry that you do not know about. Am I not worth more than ten sons? There is a prayer that we pray with our loud voice. And there is that prayer that a voice cannot come out because it actually hits you at the right point and you feel it within yourself. There are stories that you can't tell nobody but they are yours My sister, my brother, there is a silent cry. Everybody who is here, I am telling you today that has a prayer request. Even the most comfortable person that you know has a prayer request. A silent cry. A silent cry. The widow. Nobody knows what she's going through. Even if she explains, nobody will even bear that pain. The only thing I can tell her is that, my sister, I am praying for you. But every night when she goes back home, she cries. The dinner every evening. But once we retire to bed, we cry all night. That was the situation with Hannah. A silent cry. A silent cry. The Bible in the book of Matthew chapter 13 and verse 24. Jesus tells of a story that a good seed was planted. And when the men went to sleep, the enemy went and planted a similar seed. The wheat was planted. And a similar seed was planted right next to the wheat. And when they woke up in the morning, they realized that all the things that looked similar 
The weeds and the tears, they all looked green. The happiness and the pain that we are next to each other. Frustration and comfort they were sleeping next to each other. Whenever there is a good seed, a bad seed rises next to it. That is the world that we are in. That is the world that we are living in, my sister. A silent cry. And when they woke up, the Bible tells me that they were surprised to say what is happening here. I thought we planted the right seed. What is this? You know what they said? Master, I think we need to do something here. And the master said, no, 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 no. Don't touch anything. Let them come up together. Let pain and joy come up together. Let pain and joy move together. Because this is the life we are in today. Everything moves together. When you are the most happy person that we know, Frustration, Frustration lies next door. And the danger is every time we always want to do something about the tears and trying to solve the tears we've hit each other's heads. Leave it alone. Let them grow together. Let them grow up together. A silent cry. Nobody knows about it. But my sister, it lies next to you. It's just next to you. There were always tears. Tears planted next to the wheat. A cry next to happiness. Rejection next to embrace. And only you knows about it. And only you understands it. And only you can bear it. And only you are in for it. And you have to face it. A silent cry. Everybody who is here we have that silent moment. I know. Everybody who is here, you have that pain that you can't share it with no 
But I want to bring the message of hope. I want to bring the message of hope. That there is hope at the end. And it is possible at the end. Is there anyone left in the house of Saul? That I may show him kindness. Ask David the king. When you read in the book of 2 Samuel chapter 9. The Bible says there was someone who was left in the house of Saul. And King David one day woke up and realized that I need to do something. He asked a question. Is there anyone left in the house of Saul that I may show him kindness? And one person just rose up and said, yes. There is this one boy and is there in Lodiba. This young boy has been living in Lodiba for a while. And when we talk about this young man, he's a young man that comes from the lineage of the king. He's a young man who deserves to live in a palace. But a long time, what happened was, when there was confusion in the city, Somebody carried him. And as they were running, that young man was dropped down. And the Bible says, both his feet were broken. And he went and found himself in Lodiba. And when we talk about Lodiba, we are talking about a place of no hope. A place of low grade. A place that is less regarded. And this young man is supposed to be in the palace. But he was down in Lodiba, broken. He could not walk. He could not stand. He could not even do the simplest of things. But yet he deserved to be and live in the palace. Mephibosheth was always crying in Lodiba. His legs were broken. Not only were his legs broken, but also his spirit was broken. That he reached at the point of calling himself a dead dog. He called himself a dead dog. He knew that he was in the family of the royal family. But he was so broken in the spirit that he regarded himself as a dead dog. 
I believe that he used to cry every day. As I couldn't have his own say. I never intended to have my legs broken. I never brought this on myself. I never wished to be like this. Everything that I'm passing through was never my intention. But listen to me. Somebody dropped me. Somebody dropped me. We now we now go and I'm Grace Apanti. That was my feebleship, his silent cry. I would have been walking upright like my brothers. And when you read the Bible, the Bible says the family of Solomon, they were a man of stature. They are men that when they stand, you could easily tell that there stands a man. His brothers were well built. But Mephibosheth had a different story. He had a different story. And he could say in his heart, I believe. I never brought this on myself. But somebody dropped me. Somebody dropped me. Somebody dropped me. A silent cry. You never wished your husband to die. You never wished to lose what you have lost. You never wish to be found in a wrong marriage. You never found, you never wish to find yourself in that frustrating relationship. That is your silent cry. But I'm here with a message of hope. Jesus said, My peace. I live with you. Not as the world giveth. Give I unto you. Children of the Most High. There is a God in heaven. There is a God in heaven. I repeat, there is a God in heaven. There is a God in heaven. When Hannah's lips were moving, nobody heard what he was talking about. But the God she was praying to heard every word that came from that mouth. When she was moving her lips, nobody understood. They even mistook her to be drunk. But let me tell you something. There is a God in heaven who hears every silent cry. And the Bible tells me that God remembered her and provided a man child. There is a God in heaven. Don't worry about anything. 
But pray about everything. Because there is a God who hears every prayer that you pray. The prayer that is offered in silence is heard by God and not by anybody else. He's the only one who knows the difference between wheat and tears. They may both look green. But God knows the difference. God knows how to separate the two. He is a God that knows everything. Hold on. Hold on. Just hold on. Don't give up on God yet. He's never done with you yet. Just hold on. Pray more. Pray again. He's never tired. There is a God in heaven who hears every secret cry. There is a God in heaven who knows, understands the, the moving of the lips. There is a God in heaven who knows exactly what you need. There is a God in heaven who knows the cries of your heart. There is a God in heaven who will hear you when no word can come out. I'm saying there is a God in heaven. You may not understand it. You may not know it. But there are things happening behind the scenes. There's something happening that you cannot understand. There's something happening that you cannot understand. My sister, just pray once again. My brother, just pray once again. Just pray once more. My sister, that your husband, just pray for him again. I'm saying, just pray for him once again. The Lord knows your cry. The Lord knows exactly what you need. The Lord knows the cries of your heart. He's the one that knows the difference between the wheat and the tears. He's the one who knows that Mephibosheth can't even walk. He can't work on his own. But the Bible tells me that the king said, go and fetch him out of Lodibar. Read your Bible. The Bible says, go and fetch him out of Lodibar. A place of frustration. A place of no hope. A place of tears. A place of rejection. Just go and fetch him out of it. And bring him to the king. And the king said, forever you shall eat on my table. For the rest of your life you shall eat on my table. And I want to tell you something that when you are seated on a dinner table Nobody can tell who is lame and who is not. When you are seated on a dinner table, nobody can tell if you have legs or you don't. When you are seated on a dinner table, nobody can see your pain. When you are seated on a dinner table, nobody knows. 
Your legs are broken. All look equal. You all look intact. You all look organized. You all look joyful. That's at the king's table. When you reach the king's table. Everybody will see that everything is okay. In the midst of your frustration, that's when you grow the best. In the midst of your pain, that will look more beautiful. In the midst of your pain, that will see more hope. Nobody can understand it. But I'm telling you, there is a God in heaven. Nobody knows about it. But I want to tell you, there is a God in heaven. Pray once more. Don't hear from me. But hear from the Lord. Who is saying, pray once more. Just pray once more. Pray once more. Pray once more. When you are seated on a dinner table, it always reaches here. And nobody will tell that you are lame. Nobody will regard you as lame. That's how good our God is. I want to tell you, my sister, that in the normal, the worldly normal, you are not supposed to be smiling the way you are smiling. In the worldly no more. After all the things that you are passing through. You are not even supposed to look the way you look. According to the worldly no more. According to the worldly no more. What you are facing today. You are not even supposed to glow the way you are Glowing. But that's the peace of God. That is what I call the peace of God. That makes you smile in the midst of hardships. That makes you organized in the midst of pain. That is the peace of God. That is the peace of God. That is the peace of God. When you cry the whole night and walk up in the morning and put your smile on your face, that is the peace of God. I remember one day, I remember one day, I was in pain. I was in pain. That I felt my head pulling me from behind. I could feel the heat coming out of my body. My mind was disturbed. That I could not smile, I could not do anything. And I started walking home. When I reached at the gate, I stood. My wife doesn't know about this. I stood at the gate for some time and I started praying. I started praying right outside the gate. And what I said that when I reached inside the house 
Let me not carry this burden to my wife. And I stood there and prayed to God. And I literally shook myself. I just shook myself. And I just said, you are happy. And I stepped in and went into the house. And the smile came back. And my family just came and hugged me. As if everything was normal. And one thing came to my mind. And I said, this is the peace of God. This is the peace of God. When you picture a sleeping Jesus in the sinking boat, if you can be able to see a sleeping Jesus in a sinking boat, that is the peace of God. That is the peace of God. That is what God can do. That is exactly what God can do. He's the one that hears a silent cry that no man can understand. He's the one that knows every need that you want. He hears every prayer. He knows the cries of your heart. No man can know the pain. But Jehovah sees. Jehovah knows. God sees. And God knows. Just hold on. Hold on. Pray once again. Pray once again. I'm saying pray once again. Don't give up. Pray once again. Let's all stand in Jesus' name. I want us to build an altar. And I believe the prayer that we're going to pray today. God will hear us. The Lord will hear us. There are times when I pray and I don't want my brother to hear me. But only God. Even in the most silent prayer, God sees and God knows. My sister, my brother, he knows your needs. He knows your cry. Pray once more. Pray once more. Pray once more. Say a prayer to the Lord. And you will hear us. Hallelujah. 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 God, you know exactly. You know exactly. You know exactly. Father, thank you. Father, hear the cry of your children. Listen to their needs, Lord. You know what they want and you know what they like. Hear them. Hear them. Hear them. Hear them. Yes, Lord. 
out unto the Lord. Reach out unto him. The Lord is 